If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. And when I finish reading the scripture, you may be seated. I have something I want to read to you uh, that I found many, many, many years ago. And I just adopted it for myself. And I'm going to read that to you at the, at the end of the reading of the scripture. Paul been through a lot in his life, but he never gave up, he never quit. And he kept going until the very end, he said, for I am now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. You may be seated. <clears throat> you notice the title, A Soldier in God's Army. But I want you to listen to this reading that I found many, many years ago, and I've just I've adopted it. I made a copy, and I, I taped it in uh, my Bible at the beginning of the Gospels. <clears throat> it's entitled, I Am a Soldier. I am a soldier in the army of God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct, faith, prayer, and the word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will either, either retire in this army at the rapture or die in this army. But I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am faithful, I am reliable, I am capable, and I am very dependable. If my God needs me, I am here. If he needs me in Sunday school to teach the children to work with the youth, to help with the adults, or just sit and be quiet, I, he can use me because I am here. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. I'm a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, remind, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. I'm a soldier. I am not a wimp. I am in my place saluting my king, obeying his orders, praising his name, and building his kingdom. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, or candy, or give me a handout. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or even catered to. I am committed I cannot have my feelings hurt bad enough to turn me around. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. When Jesus called me into this army, I had nothing. If I end up with nothing, I am still come out ahead. I will win. My God has and will continue to supply all of my need. I am more than a conqueror. I will always try up. I can do all things through Christ. The devil cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. 
Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. The governments cannot silence me. And hell can't handle me. I'm a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commanding officer calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to be captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army and I'm marching claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier marching heaven bound. Until my father calls me home, I will be here. Folks, listen, we are in a battle. This is not a trial run, by the way. We practice and we, we do a lot of things getting ready for the real thing, but this is, we're, we're in a battle. This is not a trial run. This is not a rehearsal. This is the real deal. This is it. Wherever you stand with the Lord, you need to stick with it. And if you don't stand with God, you need to start standing with him. Unless we stand for the Lord, we'll fall for anything. Our nation, I don't have to tell you, is in deep trouble. I don't have to tell you that, that a lot of this uh, junk people are down on our president no matter what he does. But I got news for them. I believe with all my heart that God put him in office and I believe with all my heart he'll put him back in office. And I'm gonna challenge every one of us in this room, if you're a legal age to vote, you need to vote. If you're not registered, get registered. If you hadn't had your shots, get your shots. <laughs> I mean, anything goes in this world. You can just breathe it in and all of a sudden you're sick. You know, I had no idea I had an upper respiratory infection. Last Sunday was horrible. I don't mind telling you, it was horrible for me. If I hadn't been committed, I'd have been at home. And I took, have been taking medicine all week. I feel a whole lot better, but I'm just like my old van. <laughs> You know, I'm not well yet, but I'm still going. But when I think about this army, and I thought about this, I won't be alive to see it, but I guess I could request it. Uh, I appreciate our military men and women. And it always blesses my heart when I see the American flag draped over a casket. And, I, I, and I'm just with cold chills when I watch the guys fold the flag. Cold chills when I hear uh, uh, the 21 gun salute. And cold chills when I hear taps being uh, played at the close at the end. But I thought, you know, in the army that I'm in for the Lord Jesus Christ, I'd love to have my casket draped with a Christian flag. People need to know where you stand. People need to know where you walk. People need to know where you sit. A man recently said uh, he wasn't happy with the business meeting, and he, so he asked the chairman, he said, Sir, may I say a word? Yes, you may. He said, How would you feel if I was in your shoes and you were in my shoes? Said he pointed his finger at him and said, I'll never be in your shoes. Let me tell you something. I don't know whose shoes I'll be in before I leave this world. I don't know what kind of shape I'll be in before I leave this world. I've told you this story before. When we first surrendered to preach and began to pastor and, and didn't have insurance and, and we went for a physical and all the things that you do to try to get health insurance and, 
it was probably two or three weeks later the, a lady called me and asked for me and I said, yes, ma'am, he. She said, well, I want to talk to you about your insurance coverage. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, I'm sorry to tell you, but after your examination and reviewing your chart, sir, you don't have anything worth covering. That's good news. That way it's not going to cost me anything, okay? All right. But then the, the, the uh, insurance people that come to the local schools told Lynn, said if he'll stay out of the doctor's office a year, I don't care what happens to him. If he breaks a leg, put splints on him, do something other, but said don't let him go to the doctor for anything and I'll cover him. A year went by, God blessed, and now I'm covered, Okay. Uh, but still, that don't make you a well person. You can have all the insurance in, in the world, but that don't make you be a, a good physically fit person, okay? Uh, an old man and a, and a young boy was sitting at the table, and, and they had discussed in their morning. And the young boy said, I, I've run seven miles this morning. And the man said, is that right? I said, yeah. He said, what about you? He said, I've eat three Big Macs. How about that? You know? It's just whatever you want to do in life. It's, it's what do you want to give in this thing called life. Because listen, y'all, it is real. The older I get, the more I'm looking forward to getting out of here, okay? Uh, it, it, things just happen to your body. And sometimes it's just out of control. You, you know, you don't, you don't intend to get sick, but you just get sick. For no reason, you, here you go. People say, oh, you, you need to wash your hands more. Keep your hands out of your face. Well, I got one nose, two ears, two eyes, and the only way I know to scratch them is with my hands, okay? I mean, can you see me upside a tree just to rub in the way? <laughs> you know, trying, trying to get some relief. But I want to talk to you about a soldier in God's army, all right? Several points here, but they're, they're not hard, they're not long, they're, they're, they're simple, and I want you to think about these points. A soldier's enlistment first. Now, when I was growing up, I was reaching my teenage years, it always had been war. My daddy was in World War II, I had cousins in the Korean War, and, and then come, uh, you know, the next thing that popped up in my heart and mine was Vietnam, and in those days, as a teenage boy, you were either drafted or you joined. There wasn't no choice, okay? You, you had to register. That was the law that you register. And uh, I did. And I was drafted. You know, hey, I didn't want to go. I was drafted. And down to Columbia we went. And, and I found myself in a position that I probably hadn't been in since I was a baby. I come in this world with nothing on and I was down there with nothing on. <laughs> it didn't take them long to figure out this ain't something wrong with this boy. And it was, I had asthma, so they sent me back home and I was a 4F, been 4F ever since. That reminds me of my school, high school days. You know, 4Fs. <laughs> well. <laughs> you know, to get in, and get in this, this army, God's army, uh, the Bible says unless the Spirit of God draws you, there's no reason to come. We are drafted into this thing. Now, hey, we can run if we want to. We can hide. But when God calls, the, the simple thing to do is to respond to him, right? Uh, it's in our enlistment. Respond to God. Listen, 
I've heard so many of you guys talk about when you join the military, you joined on the buddy system, never seen each other since, right on. You know, you went in there together, hoping to serve together, hoping to do this together and that together, did nothing together. Uh, you know, I don't know where that was trickery. I don't know what it was lies. I don't know what it was. But it's not that way in God's army, okay? The Lord Jesus Christ, when he calls through the Spirit of God, he says, I'm going to go with you. I'll be with you. I'll never forsake you. You got a buddy system there, right? Hello? It's a buddy system there. Y'all help me now. This thing sometimes gets tough. As Christian soldiers, we are following a commander who his own people despised him. They wouldn't have anything to do with him. But you think about what Jesus was and what Jesus is and what Jesus is to become and it'll excite your fire, it'll light your candle and you'll burn for Jesus Christ until it's all over with. As Paul said, I'm now ready to be offered. My time is short and so I must do all I can while I can. And going to the doctor this week to see what was going on, I discovered or he discovered I'd lost weight my blood pressure was up, and blood count was the sort of normal. But last Sunday, y'all, I'm telling you, I couldn't breathe. I was struggling for breathing. And this nostril here was so stopped up, it was swollen almost together. And he said, no wonder you can't breathe. I, I've never in my life had nothing like that in all my life, asthma and all. Uh, but thank goodness there was one side half open that I could breathe through. But I'm thankful for medication. I'm thankful that we have doctors. But I think about the enlistment, the soldier's enlistment. Look, if God calls, you ain't got a choice. Best thing to do is surrender to him. Secondly, the soldier's enablement. Now, when you were drafted and are called uh, into this army, uh, you had to go through basic training, all right? Basic training. Training for combat. Well, you know, a lot of people, uh, they think, well, I'm saved now. That's all I got to do. I don't have to do anything else. Listen, you don't need to just join or get saved and then sit and do nothing. God has a plan for your life, and he wants you to follow that plan. And this basic training includes Bibles, reading, listen, every day. Prayer with God every day. Being in God's house regularly. I'm talking Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. Some of you don't, you don't, I don't know what your excuse is, don't know what your problem is. God does, okay? And he'll deal with you about that. I'm not going to. But I can tell you this. He said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. So you make the choice. Why don't you come on Sunday night? Why don't you come on Wednesday night? It's amazing to me when we were having our meals and the crowd comes. And then when we don't have the meals, the crowd is slim. You start the meals up and then here they come. You know, what kind of commitment is that? God wants, listen, God wants Total surrender, not just weekend visits. Hello? Y'all show sure are quiet. I'm trying, y'all. Say, so well, get done. Radiator's dry. The soldier's enablement. John 15, 5, listen to what it says. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. 
You might try things, but it'll mount to nothing. You hear me? I said it will mount to nothing. Basic training. It's tough being faithful, being committed to God, but it's an everyday thing. It's not just, well, I'm going to slip in there for worship on Sunday. No, it's not it. That's not half of it. You know, what do you do during the week? But we must go on. We need God's grace in order, listen, in order to be able to endure hardness as a good, solid, trained, loving, supporting soldier. Well, you know, in the, in the armed forces, uh, I, had a, I had a cousin that joined the Marines. And before basic training was over with, they went AWOL. They sent for her. They found her. They took her back. This happened three times. <laughs> Finally, they just said, well, fooey on you. I reckon you just, she's still living. But she went AWOL. You know what that means? Absent without leave, right? You know what it means when a Christian is AWOL? The letter A stands for abandonment. You people, some of our people have abandoned the faith. They've just left. They're not going anywhere. They've just abandoned the faith. You know what the W stands for? Waste. They are wasting precious time with the Lord and precious time with serving him. You know what the letter O is? If you speak to them about it, they get offensive real quick. Well, it's my business what I do, not yours. Well, it, they're right, but God commands us to, to encourage them, to bring them back. AWOL, the letter L, they are lame in the spirit. Lame in the spirit. You know, if, if you're saved, listen to me. If you are saved this morning, the Spirit of God lives within. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. If I choose to walk away from this church and to quit church altogether, no, the Spirit don't move out, but the Spirit is lame. And it becomes weaker. And then people, well, uh, you know, I say something to people, well, won't you come back? Well, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they end up sick. They end up bad sick. And I'm thinking, why? You know, hey, just because you're faithful and committed to God don't mean you won't get sick, right? We all are subject to be sick with cancer and strokes and heart attacks and, and all this kind of stuff. But I don't know what people do without a church family. The Bible says that God's seed that is, his children, saved people, will never, ever be found begging for bread. A third thing, a, a soldier's enlightenment. Our training manual is the Word of God. It will teach us how to live, how to treat our neighbor, how to treat our children, how to treat our spouses, how to treat our God, how to worship and praise Jesus, it'll also teach us how to die. And we need to know the Bible. We need to know where things are. You see, the better we know the Bible, the better we'll know ourselves. Because the Bible points out 
you know, what we are to be doing. And I stand in want, okay? I stand in need because I don't always obey the word. Why? Because the devil sees to it that I get off track, that I get talked off over here and pulled over here and trying to help this and help that and, and seem like you end up in a mess. But the Bible is our manual and you know we need to be familiar with it. Let me give you another point right quick. A soldier's entanglement. A soldier's entanglement. Jesus insisted total commitment. And he warned us, no man can serve two masters, for he either, he either will cling to the one and hate the other. You can't do it. No use to try. He said, well, I go to church on Sunday, I worship, I have a good time, but I'm back out in the world on Monday through Saturday, I'm, I do what I want to do. Well, you know, you can if you want to, if that's what you want to do. But the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. You can't count on him. What do you do with a person that just lies, lie, lie, lie? And you can't trust, you can't trust. And you, you're in fear, but yet you're trying to help and you're trying to give. And, and it's just lie, lie, lie. I think sometimes people, don't, they don't understand it and know the truth. Well, one reason for sure they don't know the truth, that is, they don't know Jesus. Well, let me give you another, the soldier's encouragement. You see, the Christian life is not easy. God didn't say it'd be easy. There are many battles, and the enemy is extremely available. His billboards are scattered across our land. His stuff and his junk is all on TV. And you know... I mean, I can go back 45 years ago, Gatlinburg, such a wonderful place to go and take your family. Well, if you want to know what liquor tastes like, moonshine, what have you, just go there now. Hey, it's not family thing anymore. I mean, it's, it's white lightning this and white lightning that, and come and taste. It don't cost you anything to taste. You see, just to taste, if you can just get to taste, then you'll want to buy some, Okay. Well, the Bible says a little wine for the stomach, okay? I had no problem with that. You know, God made everything, y'all. He created everything, and when he got finished, he looked and stood back and said, it's good. Right? Hello? He said, it's good. But man has taken it and twisted it and conformed it to his own thing to do what he wants to do, and it's a downfall of our nation, which is drugs, and medication will dry you out. I don't know how many of you smoke, don't want to know, don't need to know. Don't know how many of you are trying to quit, so you turn to vaping. They tell me that is worse than smoking. It's already been proven that there's spots being found on people's lungs because they're vaping, all right? Hey, let me just, let, listen. I remember the days of cigarettes it always embarrassed me when we'd pull up at a filling station and my daddy would hand me a quarter. He said, go in there and get me a pack of camels. Boy, that was so embarrassing. I hated to do that. I didn't like smoking. Smoking didn't do nothing for me. But then they come out with candy cigarettes. 
Wow. Man, I like that. You know, I could have that thing stuck in my jaw and talking out one side and sucking on the other, you know? Hey, it was good. They made it good. It was sweet sugar. And then they came out with Mountain Dew. I remember, I remember Mountain Dew when it first hit the market, that old boy coming out of that outhouse and that gun and shooting. I remember that. <laughs> well, this vaping thing, listen, it's a multi-million dollar outfit. Maybe even more than that because, hey, you can buy, you can buy all the different flavors, just whatever kind of flavor you want. And but to put that other stuff in there that becomes addicted to you and you've got to have it on your side. You think you can't go nowhere without sucking and a blowing. And I, 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 the first time I saw this happen, I didn't know what it was, okay? And but the, the guy in front of me, he had his window down and I mean, it looked like all of a sudden his car was on fire. I mean, just whoo. A big cloud. I'm thinking, man, that car's on fire. Or either he's sending up a smoke signal. My soul. And then I discovered, you know, hey, it's called vaping. Oh, it's so cool. You want to go vape? Let's go vape. My gosh. I remember remember high school days. They had a designated area for smoking. They ought not have had that, but they did. They had a designated area. And I've heard my buddy say, come on, let's go. You want to go smoke? You know where most fights started? Out at the smoking area. And the word spread, it's a fight, fight. Everybody go to run into the smoking area. Ah, look, look, where, look where we've gone to now. Well, I love fried chicken, but I've backed off. Honestly, I have now. You can follow me to Yousef's today, and I'll get a child's plate and one little old chicken leg. And they'll say, don't you want another one? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave me that chicken. But I said, no, I'm not going to do it. One is enough. Okay, one's enough. I know about my system, okay? I have bad lungs. I got asthma. I can't suck in junk because I know what it'll do for me. I have a bad stomach, so I have to be careful what I put down in that thing, unless I just want to be sick all afternoon. You know, I don't want to do that. But people, listen, a soldier in God's army needs to be physically fit, spiritually fit, mentally fit, So when God calls, we are ready to report to him and ready to serve wherever he calls us to go. Last of all, I want to share with you the soldier's equipment. You know, God, uh, I mean, uh, our government don't call old men like me to serve, okay? Because I couldn't physically, first of all, I couldn't physically carry everything that a soldier has to carry. And that's why young men, young ladies go. And I praise God for our military. 
I, I, see, I, I see these young boys out in their, their uniforms, and, and I try to ask, thank you for serving. Thank you for serving. And these older men like me wearing caps, it says Vietnam veteran. I can relate to that because that was my era. That's where I came along, and I tell them, thank you, thank you for serving. And many of you in here have been there. You know what it's like to be a soldier in the, our government's military. But equipment, let me tell you something about the equipment. In Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, I'm not going to turn there, but if you're writing Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, that portion of God's word, and Paul says, put on the whole armor of God. That's every piece, put it on. Why? So that you and I may be able to stand against the wiles, against the fiery darts that the enemy, the Satan, the devil, the liar, the cheat is going to throw at you and me. You know, to join the military and go through the basic training, carry a weapon and all this stuff, hey, they know, and those of you who've been there, you know there's an enemy out there. What's his job? Kill. Satan, what's his job as far as us Christians go? Name three things. I've said it many times. Name them. Come on. Right. Steal, kill, destroy. That is what we are to do as, as soldiers in the military. That's what we're trained to do. Right, guys? Those of you who've been in there, hey, for the, us in the military, uh, God's army, we got to watch out for the enemy because he will steal our blessings. He will kill our joy. And he will destroy our testimony. Those, that, that armor, that, that equipment that we're to put on, it talks about the girdle of truth. Our lives being put together and pulled together by God himself. It also talks about the breastplate of righteousness that only comes through Jesus Christ. Not my righteousness, but his. And then there's the shield of faith protects us from the fiery darts. And the helmet of salvation protects our brain from taking in all this garbage and all this junk. And then the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. I ask myself as I ask you, what kind of soldier are you in God's army? Or are you, are you an AWOL soldier? Do you know someone who is AWOL? They've abandoned the faith. They're wasting God's time. They are offensive when you say something about it, and they are lame in the spirit. Or are we a lazy soldier? Or are we a don't care soldier? Or are we a career soldier? As I said, I will not quit. I will retire one day out of this army through the rapture or either through death. But there's not enough money to buy me, to cause me to sell out. There's not enough of you or anybody else to hurt my feelings to where I'd quit. I done been there, I've been through fire, I've been through adversity. I've been through, you name it. I have seen it. I have experienced it. I have heard it. But there's nothing that'll keep me from serving the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, touch lives, touch hearts, touch souls in this room. Lord, if there's anyone here this morning that's lost, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you'd help them. Help them, Lord. Lead them. Call them. Extend the invitation to them, Lord, to come and accept you as their personal Savior before it's everlasting too late. Lord, give them courage to come. And Lord, I pray for those are guests in the house today. I pray, Lord, that uh, if this is where you'd have them to serve and they feel like they need to become a part of this fellowship, God, give them the courage to come. Whatever decision anybody in this room needs to make today, Lord, we know that the altar is open. And Lord, I pray that you'd bless. Thank you for your precious word. Thank you for the message. In Jesus' name, amen.